Okay, we are back. Hey, Bob Cooney here for Replay Magazine, coming to you live from the VR Arcade Conference at the beautiful campus of AMD, one of our sponsors for the VR Arcade Conference, and I'm here with for Replay Magazine. Um, if you're hearing this podcast and you don't uh, su- uh, subscribe to Replay Magazine's email newsletter um, or you're not familiar with some of my writing on VR as background, I highly recommend you go to replaymag.com, search Cooney or Bob Cooney uh, in the search bar and you'll see a bunch of stuff that I've given which creates a good baseline for understanding for some of the more deep dive conversations we're having uh, over these two days here at the VR Arcade Conference and right now I think this is my last interview um, for this conference and it's Kai Hu Hugh? Yep, Kai Hu. That's Kai right. Hu, from, um, who's the co-founder of Breakscape Games. Uh, Kai, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Bob. Um, tell me a little bit about Breakscape and what you guys do. Yeah, so what Breakscape did uh, was uh, we created a VR escape room, uh, so a multiplayer, uh, two to six player experience uh, designed for escape room facilities, uh, FECs, really just any destination entertainment facility uh, that wants to capitalize on the trends of VR and escape rooms, which are both, you know, as you know, pretty hot right now. Interesting. So what um, what made you design a game for escape rooms? Uh, really because we own an escape room. So we own an escape room up in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, VR was something that personally when I tried uh, kind of brought back a lot of emotions about loving video games, which I haven't really had uh, for a number of years. Um, so I felt as, you know, someone who's... Uh, used to play video games as a kid and kind of grew out of it as an adult. Uh, it really drew me back into uh, the um, kind of the immersive nature of VR. It makes you, makes you love video games. Hey, so I'm just going to pause and go into that because that's really interesting and unexpected. And so um, a lot of my listeners have been in the arcade game industry their whole lives, right? So they go back to Pong. You know, Atari games, um, Lunar Lander, Asteroids, um, you know, like times when we all loved video games, which is what got us into the business. And and then there's been a shift away from video games as the consumer market has really dominated the video game industry. And now family entertainment centers have become more, you know, I call them kitty casinos and and where they're, you know, they have to have prizes to send people to play games. And. Um, and they're targeted to a much younger audience. And so the notion that this that VR stoked a passion in you as a relatively young young guy, compared to me at least, who's an old fart, um, in video games, again, is fascinating to me. And that's something that, uh, that we're not talking about as far as the out-of-home industry. But give me your thoughts about that. Uh, yeah, so uh, like video games for me, you know, as any teenager, you know, you, you enjoy playing them. Um, they tend to... To skew to get more complicated, uh, more complex controllers, and, and that really fuels the rise of esports right now, which is another industry that you know uh, I follow pretty closely. Um, but video games has almost turned into a competitive thing, uh, where it was never you know something that was competitive for me. And then VR is something that's just so immersive that it's really more thematic than it is competitive. A lot of the experiences um, are kind of simple right now, um, and they really showcase. Uh, kind of the immersion of VR with uh, some simple game mechanics um, that just make uh, the games tick right now. It's really interesting. Uh, one of the things I've written about decades ago was was and spoken about the notion of video games used to be casual, impulsive entertainment, arcade games. Yep. Right? You go to the pizza parlor, you wait for your pizza, you'd play, you throw a couple of quarters in a Galaga machine or a Tron machine or whatever, and then they became increasingly difficult and increasingly um, longer story arcs, and and then they wound up moving which is, into which the is home. Great, great too for sure. Which is it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's become a massive industry, and and but so VR being in, you know more casual and entry level from a game standpoint and simple, 
um, the games experiences might be simple, but but getting into the games, the gear, it's hard, it's expensive, it could be cumbersome. Do you think that those, like, is that too much headwind for VR to become something people are going to willing to sample in a casual environment? Like, are you going to see VR at a pizza place? Uh, I mean, time time will tell, right? So, you know, we're, we're here because we, uh, we believe in the te- technology, uh, and there's a lot of big players, uh, you know, investing heavily into it. Um, so, you know, going back to the original question of, uh, of why do we do this, uh, we wanted a VR product for the escape room uh, just because we wanted to capitalize on that trend. We couldn't really find anything that we uh, that we liked, so we went the long way around and, and developed our own game. So did you create your own development studio? Did you farm out the code, the development? How did you do it? Uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, we created the, the puzzles and uh, kind of the theme, the whole, I guess, the heart of the game. Uh, and then the nuts and the bolts, uh, we have a development team uh, that have, have worked on you know professional titles such as Halo and Bioshock uh, to do the artwork, coding, sound, all that. So it has the polish of a uh, you know really great video game while also being an escape room first. Uh, so we don't want to forget that you ha- know, our market is an escape room, uh, and that's what we really try to create. Yeah, so Halo and Bioshock are two of my favorite games of all time, I might say, so just saying. Yeah, awesome. yeah, so uh, the game that we created was, uh, it's called Decomposed, and the theme of that is that you've been invited to a private showing from a deceased composer, um, but then when you walk in, you realize that, that it's a trap, and your bodies have been taken from you. So you have half an hour to uh, to figure out the puzzles in the room before you get completely decomposed. Interesting. Um, so, as the title would suggest, ha- have you tested it with your escape room audience yet? Is it where where is it in the development cycle? Right. So we're about a month away from uh, from uh, testing, and so because of that we're about two months away from deployment in our you know personal in our uh, location in Ottawa, and then about three months away from customer deployment to other facilities uh, across North America. Interesting. So. Um, What's uh, so so? All kinds of questions come to mind. So, what the percent? Do you think that this is something that is primarily to augment the escape room because of throughput? And you're obviously you're going to take care of you're going to take advantage of wait times. And yeah, so our, our escape rooms uh, last one hour. That, that's kind of the standard for the escape room industry is a one hour escape. Yep. Uh, since VR is a bit of intense experience, uh, we've. Uh, uh, we've, we've created a half-hour escape experience for Decomposed. So we actually have two volumes, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Um, and in between the two, there's a bit of a cliffhanger to incentivize you to you know, book again next week. Or and each one's a half-hour. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so what Decomposed really is, is a four-room room escape. Um, so you're going from room to room. Uh, each room takes about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on your skill level in escape rooms and kind of what you figure out. Um, so it's two volumes, Decomposed, Volume 1 and 2. Is, is what we've created. And what kind of hardware does it require? Like we're seeing a lot of these, you know, room scale Vive tracking systems. Yours is actually more of a seated desktop. Yeah, so ours right? is a seated experience, uh, and we've developed it for Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, so the the, the two sort of leaders in the in the headset market. Um, so we're going to use Oculus at our, our location, but both uh, both have worked pretty well. Cool. And then how are you? Um, so how are you going to? Charge. Let's talk with consumers. So what do you charge for your, your physical escape room, and how are you going to charge for this? So in our physical escape room, we charge $24 uh, for a one-hour escape per person. And that's Canadian, right? That's Canadian, yeah. Okay. Um, and that obviously, that's <laughs> the dollar's buried quite a bit recently, the last few years. But but um, it, uh, my guess is that's about a dollar. for Like, if we were going to do it in the U.S., would it be about 24 bucks? It'd be 24 in the U.S. Yeah. as well, right. yeah. I mean, escape rooms in the U.S. vary between 20 and 30 U.S. Okay. Um, big markets even charge 35 sometimes. Um, but so for this VR experience, uh, we've decided 
probably to charge $20 for half hour experience. Um, and that's, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the model that we're, we're going for. So so $20 for a half hour, so about eight, 75, 80 cents a minute. Yeah, if, if you relate to the kind of VRK terms, yeah. about 78, 80 cents a minute, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Why, why did you come up with that price? Like, how did, how did you come up with the price? Um, so just uh, kind of related to our escape room price. Um, we wanted to, because it's kind of half the time of, 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 of an escape room, uh, we're also incorporating in, in new technology. Uh, we just wanted to kind of be similar to that $24 price point that is comfortable in our market yep. and that we make you know, a pretty good margin from as, as owners um, and then uh, sort of adjusted for VR and the pricing. Because it's really, it's, it's a higher price per time Somewhat, yeah. because yeah. of the technology, yeah. but it's more cost effective based on construction, real estate costs. So it's a more profitable Business, it sounds on the surface like a more profitable we'll, business, right? I mean, time, we'll, we'll, we'll see when, when, you, when we release if, it. If um, we abstract the development cost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see when, when we release it, but you know, we, we do very high quality escape rooms at our location uh, where you know, each new escape room would cost between 20, 40, 50K to make um, yeah. on its own. So it's sort of in line with a high quality escape room in terms of cost to, to yep. build out, um, which is what we've priced to, to other customers as well. Okay, what, what, how long have you been in the escape room business? Uh, about a year and a half. So okay. we we uh, we opened our first escape room in uh, October first, two thousand fifteen, um, and uh, we were about a year in design development before then. So. Wow. Okay. And then and have you have you had to redesign the experience, the physical experiences yet? Or are you still running? Uh, in our facility, we're still building out. Uh, we're still doing quite well in our market of around a million people in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, so we're still in our building stage. Uh, you know, but right now we're sort of guesstimating. Um, maybe two to three years is a lifespan of an escape room in our market. Interesting. So, um, and then as far as the the um, the cost of licensing this to a third party who wanted to operate it either in a family entertainment center or an escape room, or do you do you do you have a pricing model yet? Yeah. So our, our pricing model for uh, escape rooms, family entertainment centers who just want to buy the game outright is three thousand dollars per license per player. Okay. Uh, so for a six-player game, that would cost them eighteen thousand uh, dollars, and then they would purchase the hardware themselves uh, for around two to three k each. Okay. Um, so a six-player game would cost uh, between thirty to thirty-six k altogether. And you're saying that's about what it costs to build out a room. And, and, and that's about what it costs to build out a high-quality escape room. Okay. Um, there's some escape rooms I know that are you know pushing hundred k. Yeah. Um, but a really good quality escape room will cost at least twenty k. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, kind of the standard for leaders. In, in markets across North America. And for those of you not familiar with escape rooms, like how long, how long, how big is an escape room? How long do you spend in it as a player? Like talk a little bit about the traditional escape room experience. Yeah, so for the escape room experience, it's uh, it's really grown in the last few years. And what you, the essence of it is you have an X amount of time, usually 60 minutes, to solve puzzles and escape the room within the hour. Uh, it started a few years ago with very, you know, first gen uh, like things. And, and that's a term used in the escape room industry. And what first gen really was, uh, was just simple locks, puzzles, padlocks, a desk, some sheets of paper, uh, clues that lead to a number that lead to more clues and more numbers and letters and that kind of stuff. Um, what it's progressed into these last few years is really high level set design uh, with props, automation, um, with technology, uh, you know, mag locks, that sort of going to, into Gen 2, uh, and then Gen 3 is really, you know, more immersive technology, uh, VR being one of them. Uh, so what we've invested in with Bigscape Games is uh, sort of a fork in the road in escape rooms where we think that VR is um, going to be a segment of escape rooms that's uh, going to be uh, uh, coming up. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the discussions around escape rooms in the amusement industry is that um, they're getting built like crazy. Some people say overbuilt, some people say bubbles, some people say no barrier to entry. Yep. Um, talk to me about your personal beliefs around that and how VR might 
either change that or exacerbate it? Uh, yeah, so you know, certain markets are getting saturated for sure in escape rooms. Uh, in our market in Ottawa, Canada, I, I think there's about 10 facilities now. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to find any market under 100,000 without a single escape room. Yeah. Uh, large cities like New York, Toronto, LA have 30, 40, 50 plus. Um, and yeah, you're right, there is uh, you know, a large variability in escape rooms, sort of the mom-and-pop style that you know just start up with a very low buried entry in terms of cost and then ones like us who really lead the industry um, and, and try and innovate and do new, new things. Uh, so we're really trying to sell to our lowest companies um, that want to continue to lead their industry in new innovative uh, you know, pursuits such as VR and then also ones that are entering the in industry um, that are going to want they're going to want to enter with a splash, yeah. uh, and we think VR is the way to do that. Are you um, are, are you going to grant any territoriality? Have you thought about that to try to to try to because that's the big concern <laughs> that I talk to in operators yeah. is that yeah. like you know there's a, it's a race to zero. So yeah, so we are yeah we are we are granting ex exclusivity uh, within a, a certain market to uh, to our customers. Okay, that's a great. I think that's yeah. a great thing for the industry, by the way. Yeah. I think, I think it's showing that you're you care about your customers and that you want them to be successful is critical. Yeah, and like, it's a big you know, planet, right? So I'm. I'm in Ottawa, and you know, I, I I can't sell to a competitor in Ottawa without you know sacrificing right. um, some level of credibility. So I, I wouldn't do the same to uh, to any of our, our customers. Um, and since I am my own customer, there's two separate companies, Breakscape Games and Roomscape Ottawa, which is what I operate. Um, because they're two separate entities, I I, I, know, I know what it's like to be a customer, and you know we, we plan on servicing every customer like I would treat myself. That's awesome. So so is Breakscape Games have a product pipeline beyond this particular two segment product? Yep. So uh, we, we we do plan on producing a, a new product uh, roughly around every eight to ten months. Um, we're you know still in development of our first game, Decompose, which, yep. as I said earlier, will be ready in about a month or two. Uh, and then after that, we're going to start development on uh, on our next games. Do, do you know what it's going to be yet? Uh, we have some ideas that we're floating right. around, but um, nothing concrete yet. All right. Cool. Wow. Um, wh what's your just what's your take on? the trends in escape rooms like where do you besides VR what about augmented reality have you guys yeah, thought so about how that implements yeah so AR is sort of you know anyone in VR anyone who's kind of looking at both lows see AR is the next step past v VR. That's sort of uh, what everyone's talking about. Um, and as as hardware progresses, you know, we we, we think you know ourselves and other companies will will take the lead and uh, and, and try try these out. Yeah, for 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 those of you that don't know, augmented reality um, is where you use a headset or a lens or glasses or something um, to project an artificial object into the physical world. So instead of being totally immersive, which VR blocks out the out, outside world. Augmented reality lets you see the outside world and puts a layer on top of it, um, which seems like, you know, Disney just really talked about yep. this week that they're going to invest in AR versus VR because they've spent billions of dollars building beautiful physical yep. environments. And I think escape rooms especially, it seems like a, a perfect use case for AR. When right, it gets so, uh, you know, some people are, you know, who have thought about VR, AR are looking to skip VR and just do VR, do AR. Um, others looking to kind of continue along that path yeah. Uh, do some VR and then do some AR uh, just as the technology develops. So everyone's keeping keeping an eye on it. Um, us, like you know, ourselves at Roomscape Ottawa, we're keeping an eye on the trends and at Breakscape Games, uh, we are also keeping on track of the trends as content developers and then Roomscape Ottawa is kind of content consumers. Yeah, it feels like waiting for AR might be waiting for like Santa Claus or something, right? I mean, a little it, bit, it's yeah. It's a little I, far out, I, I think. I, it's good not to skip, skip steps in general in business. Yeah. You, uh, you know, if you go straight to uh, you know, AR, you might miss some lessons along the way. Yeah, it's uh, like making your, your first motorcycle a 1200cc like I did. 
Yeah, sure. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I not asking? Like, like I, I've spent a lot of time talking to uh, escape room operators. Okay. Um, what am I not asking? Uh, I mean, we, we've covered uh, VR and escape rooms, uh, and that's, you know, just because that's what yeah. we're doing here. Um, at VR Arcade, uh, we're sort of an innovative product here uh, because so much of what's being developed is single player. Uh, just because that's what was on Steam. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about social and multiplayer. So mm-hmm. that's a great, um, great segue. Like, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you leverage that in VR? How do you build social multiplayer into your VR experience? Uh, so yeah, so our puzzles are always designed with uh, kind of teamwork in in mind, so that. For one person, it might be very challenging, but for two or three minds, they'll come together and, and make it tick. Um, so that's a big part of our puzzle design in our real-life escape rooms, uh, so that one person just can't whiz through the room. There's going to be some things that he'll inevitably, he or she will inev- inevitably miss um, by um, by doing it. Some things actually involve a second hand or you know someone in a different location to solve. Yeah, so that's what. So there's there's mental challenges, but also physical fal- challenges that require more than one. Person. Exactly right. So that's what we design in VR as well, where there's puzzles where you know, I can't just run around and do everyone's puzzle. I'm going to need teamwork. I'm going to need someone to, you know, tell me what's going on over there mm. um, to help what I'm doing over here. What percentage of your business in your physical escape room is corporate business versus consumer business? And I know I jumped around. Yeah, I mean, quite quite a bit. Corporate business is really important for businesses in general because you need to kind of monetize that daytime traffic. Yep. Um, what we see in business, and we, when we look at restaurants and, you know, things in similar spaces, uh, is that you have to be busy on the weekends, the popular times, to just break even, but then your profit margin comes from being busy on the weekdays uh, during daytime on weekdays and that's really why you have to focus on the corporate market um, so you know te- teamwork is really important in, in the corporate market and that's why they're sort of doing escape rooms that's sort of fueling the rise of escape rooms a lot is it really is uh, because corporate people will do this and it won't just be like they're going to arcade and just letting their employees kind of have random fun this is more focused fun is what they see escape rooms as uh, and uh, and that's something we're trying to capitalize with so do you see it is it executive teams is it department like how how do you see it manifesting itself in the real world Um, it's a little bit of both Uh, you know a a lower level manager will bring his team of 10 we've had executives like you know uh, C-level executives where they come in with the the, the C-level team and they'll bring their teams after that do you go after that business or does it just find you? Uh, so far, we've let it found us. Um, we try not to do too much marketing because uh, we invest a lot of our money in our product itself and let that product be the marketing. Uh, so, you know, we, we know we do world-class escape rooms um, and when players do our escape room, they'll never talk about it via word of mouth. Now, how many physical rooms do you have in Ottawa? Uh, we have three physical rooms. Uh, at the same location? At the same location. Decompose, our VR room, will be our fourth room and then our fifth room will be released pretty around closer around the same time as the so you're post. building a new physical room also exactly yeah right, cool yeah. and and each one's an hour yeah and how many people do, do do people do one and then come back to do the next one yeah very often they they will uh, we are quite booked up so rarely will people have a chance to do one after another maybe yeah. on a weekday night they'll be able to um, but typically they'll come back the next week uh, and do the next one um, sort of like movies it's a pretty intense experience you don't really want to do I mean you definitely can do escape room one after another but it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that uh, they are sort of mentally challenging and exhausting so be able to do you know one after another for more than you know two escape rooms yeah. uh, takes a certain kind of person who's uh, who's willing to kind of uh, 
have that level of uh, you know entertainment. Interesting. So um, another area where virtual reality has the opportunity to um, potentially augment or you know or maybe disrupt the the, the escape room business. Yeah, exactly. So we you know we, we, we plan on it having uh, a complementary effect to our traditional escape rooms. Uh, you know, a way to create some marketing buzz by creating an innovative product uh, while also hitting a slightly dem different demographic. Uh, we, we, we do know that VR will probably uh, you know, trend a bit younger in the audience uh, who want to try it, who want to do it, sort of the millennial audience. Yep. Uh, whereas escape rooms, uh, you know, if you don't have to marry with the escape room industry, uh, a lot of women li like to do it and uh, sort of maybe a bit older, 30 to 30 plus. Yeah, what's your average customer? Uh, we don't keep exact data on that, but probably, you know, 30 plus is, is yeah. pretty good. Uh, at our location in Ottawa, since we have, we also have archery games, archery tag at our facility, um, we do get a lot of younger archery. players who, who see escape rooms and want to do that for the next birthday or the next event. Archery tag sounds deadly to me. Yeah, so we, you know, we, uh, we're on top of all the trends at, uh, at our company, um, which is why, you know, we're, we're in the VR industry too. What is archery, t like? Using rubber. Yeah. So what archery tag is uh, just to kind of you know go off in a bit of a tangent is uh, it's like dodgeball but with bows and arrows. Um, so it's sort of similar in that dodgeball paintball market yeah. where players come in, they play in our arena, have a referee go through a bunch of games, um, and you know shoot each other with, awesome. with foam tipped arrows. Yeah. So we have a physical every day. Uh, you know uh, physical activity which is archery tag. We have that mental activity which is uh, escape rooms, and now we're gonna have that VR activity which is gonna be you know very high tech and very uh, innovative. And I'm assuming your facility is a a destination you're not in a mall right you're yeah in a exactly yeah system. we're a destination location um where you know we bring traffic to to us yeah. um and you know benefit you know the area around us yeah, interesting I, you know, my background i started a laser tag company in 1990 one of the first in the country mm -hmm. so um so when you said archery tag you just kind of yeah and that's me. and that's sort of a, another kind of you know segment of that market Dis discussion laser, for laser another day yeah awesome kai thanks for joining us um okay, thanks a lot, Bob. so like Escape rooms, virtual reality, it's happening, it's happening fast. Um, don't let it pass you by. I'm going to say this one last time because I'm closing out, but um, if you're not, if you don't own a VR rig at home um, or in your office, go buy one, go on Amazon, buy the Vive, buy Oculus. Um, if you have a PS4 at home, get PSVR, it's 400 bucks. Make the investment, get familiar with the technology because it's coming. It's either coming to your place, it's coming to your competitor's place down the road. Um, and you can't avoid it. It's gonna stick this time. Third wave of VR. Um, if it's a tsunami, you wanna be on a surfboard. Um, Kai, thanks for joining us. This is Bob Cooney for Replay Magazine, signing out of the VR Arcade Conference. Um, check us out at replaymag.com. Share on social, Replay Mag on Facebook, um, and you can reach me directly at bobc at bobcooney.com, and we'll talk to you from the next conference. Have a great day.